We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There we are. Nice. Uh, I shared my screen to you, Quinn, in Discord if you care to see me. Uh, Monkeys complains that he can't see my face and thus doesn't know what I'm thinking when I'm saying things. So, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's a valid complaint. What? That is fair. <laughs> that is fair. Although seeing myself on like half a second delay is really yeah, weird. Yeah, you, you get used to it after, you, you know. Like, you can like you can like move <laughs> the screen or something, you know, if you need to, whatever, you know. Hold I don't myself have a better... in front of my thing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's perfect. Um, but yeah, so might as well introduce ourselves or what's going on here. Welcome everybody. We got ourselves an episode of the podcast of Banana Slam Jaren, whatever you guys have heard that before. But today we have our lovely guest, you know, it says CC and C Dota 2 down there because that's what your Twitter still is, but we all call yeah. him Quinn. So how you doing, Quinn? I'm pretty good. Just chilling. Hanging out. Chilling. Hooray! Yeah, that's a good, you know. Today's one of the first days in a while that I can kind of say I'm chilling too, because I, I had I had like a stressful thing going on with some like financial crap moving to the Netherlands and stuff, and I think it's finally over. And it was like looming over me. So you saying just chilling, man? I'm so bing chilling right now. I'm 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 real bing chilling right now. What about you, monkeys? Uh, I mean, can I say I'm just chilling right now too? Nope, gotta be original, monkeys. Oh. uh... Uh, yeah, life sucks right now. I went two and four last night in pubs, you know, Sad lost, 60, lost, <laughs> lost 60 MMR, you know, I, I, I don't. Your donation was appreciated. <laughs> Damn it, quit. I know I lost you like every game last night. <laughs> Are you playing on your like fourth rank 10 account or whatever, Quinn? Is that you on like, the rank 15 account or something? Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's you, me. Right? Yeah, you were the Slark, right? In my game the other yeah, day. Yeah, I was just like, I had some I had some teammate issues that game. Yeah, yeah, you were definitely tilted. I'm like, whoever the Slark is, people are like, that's Quinn. I'm like, yeah, he's tilted for sure. Um <laughs> just the way you know, it's it, that's not an life. uncommon occurrence. It's not it's not fair to you that your offlaners were against me plus Sammy Boy. That's like that's a combo that NA has never seen before because it was always, you know, us fighting over carry and now Sammy Boy playing five. Me and him, we're unstoppable, man. It's like we're like four and zero, five and zero together. So monkeys, you know, me and me and Sammy Boy are forging a new, you know, a, a new duo or some crap. Are you guys, are you guys gonna become BFFs now? And you're oh, gonna totally. Like win PI fourteen or something together. Yeah, they went out for drinks it. after those pubs were over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Quinn, go ahead, go ahead. 
I, I, I was going to say, Quinn, I have a question, though. How does it feel knowing that you can literally just, like, win pubs on command? Because you're on your third account now, and you just you just don't lose. You just win more than you, more than you lose, no matter what. So, like, what... Uh, What's the secret? How how does it feel? You're you're it's, you're literally uh, in the king chill. of NA right now. I mean, it's it's nice. Uh, I don't know. I just I just win the games. I'm not sure. Uh, I think most games are pretty most games are pretty easy in NA if you play mid and you're like a good player and you have like good game understanding. I think it's pretty easy to just win games. Is it is it just win lane and then and then just play the map properly or like as properly as you can get your goobers of teammates to <laughs> respond to? <laughs> yeah, I mean you just play good Dota. You can use your mic saw and tell people to do some stuff. Like if you try even at all, you can like clutch some team fight if the game is even or whatever. It's fifteen or like twenty something minutes or whatever. If you just like use your mic a little, it's like pretty pretty easy, I think. So yeah. I will say that I've noticed most of my losses when I came back are me doing something really stupid. And losing the game that way. I feel like every game I play clean in NA, it works. So I can admire that, like, you probably have the clean game going pretty consistently, I'd say almost every game. And then you also, I think the big difference that I'm hearing here is that you play mid. So you got like the, I feel like what percentage of your games would you say are over at the laning stage? Because you dumpstered the guys so hard, it's just over. What percentage? Uh, so probably slightly it's it's less than 50 uh i'm not sure i, think, I mean less than 50 like, that's already like uh, even if it's like <laughs> so really even if it's like 15 i mean, it, I, mean I, it, I i mean the thing is I, i'm not trying to gain him more right because you can't realistically it's not possible to get past 12k and na so like i don't pick like like i don't pick ember and stuff like you can pick ember and like cheese like a million wins in a row like the hero's too fake in pubs so like <laughs> I, it's I don't know, True. but it's it's a decent amount of games. I hear this word "fake" a lot. Who created this? Was this you, Gunner? Those are the two people I hear say the most. Who who started this shit? I don't know of who I took it from. If I took it from someone, okay. where did maybe your mannerisms come from, Quinn? Damn. It. Do you think the fact that all the players in NA use like the same terms is because there's only like two hundred that are like consistent in the uh... same games? Yeah, probably. I mean, our tour started it, right? Like, the whole server has, like, a lot of his, like, vocal tendencies and stuff, and, like, mannerisms, his speech patterns and stuff, like... I I mean, I'm gonna gonna go ahead and say, these are Fear's speech patterns, they're not Arteezy's. Arteezy got them all from Fear, and now everyone... They're like, I'm done, and get me out, are those Fear's? (laughs) Yes, that was literally Fear, like, ten years ago, all the time. Maybe so. (laughs) I just know our tour popularized all that stuff. That's true. He did. He did it. Yeah, he I definitely got, brought it to the spotlight. I got uh, referring to my team as lads from our tour. Let's go, uh, lads. Slay them, lads. <laughs> the, the what can you do one's like a little too good. You know, I think Mason started WCYD. Yeah. Yeah, I, Mason started WCYD. Yeah, I, I like it's honestly so perfect. When you're just in a game and you're losing and you don't want to blame people or you don't want to like rage, you just, it, what better is there just to be like, what can you do? Like, you, know, <laughs> you watch your team run in as four and die, and you're like, what can you do, you know? Uh, but yeah, no, I I think in NA, the pub culture, dude, I missed it a lot. I'm not going to lie. I, I I think I, I don't know how long I'll be able to stand it for, okay? I'm not going to lie to you. But being, I, I haven't been gone from NA, I think, for as long as I have. I was gone for like, what, four months, maybe five and uh, I just come back, and I see the players, and I know exactly what's going to happen in the game. You know, like, 
I just know exactly the dynamic of this game. I don't know who's going to win necessarily, but I, I know what people are going to pick. I know how they're going to play the game. I know if this goes right or wrong, this guy's going to give up. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's comforting to see, to be back, I guess you could say, to feel the familiarities. Uh, I haven't had, the good thing is I'm not high enough MMR anymore because I suck, but I actually get the mid laners on my team sometimes. You know, I get the Quins, the Gunners, the Bryles, actually on my team. I remember back when I was like 9.2, you guys were always on the other team. So I just had my mid laner lose by four levels every single game. So maybe that's why I'm enjoying it a bit more. Not really sure. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, do you, did, you, did you miss it at all when you were at TI, Quinn? Or did, you know, how did it feel coming back? I mean, EU pubs are much more cold than NA. Like, there's so many more players, so there's not, like... Like, in NA, you think almost everyone else is an animal, but, like, there's, like, a community, you know? You're like a zoo together. Whereas in EU, it's, like, like there's so many people, like, you don't know anyone, you know? Like, they're all their names are, like, Kill Me, and their picture's an anime girl bleeding out of her eyes, and they all first pick Shadowfiend. Like, every, there's no community. It, like, it's, it's... You don't know anyone, you know? No, that, that that is a good point. In NA, you do play with the same, like, 100 or 200 people. So, like, you literally do know everybody eventually, like, if you play oh enough in God. NA. But you go to e EU and, every like, nobody knows each other there. Everyone's, like, no, there's no, there's there's not as many friendships. So, so like, you don't get, like, you don't get, like, two, two like, friends on the same team and then two other friends on the same team and then, like, one random guy who's just, like, neutral with everybody. <laughs> I, I yeah, you know, that happens like every game. <laughs> that was a good word, by the way, Quinn. I'm going to give you props because such a simple word, but using the word cold in EU, uh, that's literally it is very cold there, but it's also like, man, the, 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 the people that are griefing me, I just have no idea who this guy is. It's just some rank, you know, 900. Because in an A, like, rank 900 there is about rank 300 in A. So it's like, you, you probably know the guy, because I could say if you play enough pubs, the top 300 people are probably consistently in your games enough. Um, but, like, it's just some random guy. Like you said, first pick Shadowfiend, first pick Terrorblade, PA's a, a, a good one, a lot of Morphling first pickers um, in EU. And you just don't know this guy. He speaks a lot of Russian. I can't really relate to him at all. I don't know who this guy is. It's like in NA, it's like when I have Mandy on my team, I'm going to get the exact same experience as the guy... That's the Russian first picking Morphling, but I don't, you know, I don't, I can't put a face to it, you know. I but the uh, Mandy, I know exactly how it's gonna go. He's gonna ping me all game. I like, I, I, I just know who this guy is, and there's some warmth to that, you know. And I, <laughs> there, there's warmth to knowing exactly which guy. Know thy enemy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. And uh, the funny thing is, is when I got back, so in EU, I had to start relying on the mute button. Like, if I ever had somebody that I didn't like playing the pub with, I just muted them just so I knew going into the future games. If I had the guy muted, I'm like, something about this guy and I, we don't see eye to eye, you know? And when I got back to NA, every single game I've had with some guy on my team that griefed me, I had him muted. <laughs> Like every single one, and I'm like, oh no! Like it's it, this is no different in NA than it is in EU. But uh, no, it, it's so funny because now I finally got my NA rank, and it's it's not good, man. I I had the copium of like this is my EU rank, my NA rank will be way higher. And wait, what? And what's your NA rank? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's like one fifteen. No, I I straight up like. I've I've I I I've hit a wall, man. I've hit a wall, and I feel like it's an apathy wall. 
And I'm not good enough like Quinn where I can be apathetic and just like win my games. So I, uh, you know, I'm not good yeah, enough I'm to not, do that. I'm not, I'm not that good enough. Or I'm not like Quinn where he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll say like one thing in a 20 minute team fight where I'll call to do this and we'll win the fight and we'll win the game. For me, if I were to like, I'll tell you, I ain't apathetic in in, uh, in pubs. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I'm not, it's apathetic. That's true. That's true. Well, maybe well, to a I fault. Mean, I, I I mean, like, as you're losing, maybe not, but like overall, you don't care about MMR. I think BS, what BSJ is saying is like, you know, the 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 losses can can bring can bring them down. You know, as like you know, two losses or something will like affect them. But for you, you know, if you have two losses, you're probably like, oh fuck it, I'll just win the next game. Well, part of CC and he's he's probably happy he lost. <laughs> You know, there, I, I saw on that the one other stream. I was actually, I started, <laughs> there was saying. a period where I was randoming because I want, I needed to lose. <laughs> I saw that stream. I'm literally like, you're, I'm like, how do you cope with this? Like having to lose in order to like find games of decent quality, <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's like some unique mind games that go on for somebody like yourself. There's probably only like five people in the world that can relate to being so high MMR on your server compared to the average that like you are what's like the lowest rank you say you'd regularly get paired with like do you get 6k's do you get 7k's like where what, what kind of rank is that like i don't know uh, what those MMRs relate like are tied to i think 7k and a is about like 400 500 i think oh i mean i get i mean i get when i'm when i play on my my 12k accounts like that i get like like there's at least at least a 600 in every game, at least. Wow. Sometimes lower. I mean, that's just crazy, right? Because if you think about it as like an that's average not even viewer, <laughs> yeah, no, it's like to an average viewer, it's like okay, you know, CCNC, he's like top ten on whatever account he's playing. That's not that big of a difference between him and a rank 500, but that's literally 5,000 MMR. That's like a 7K player having a 2K teammate. Like it's probably even a bigger skill gap, right? It's it's a bigger gap as you go high MMR. I think the skill gap, like per MMR point, is larger. It's exponential, I would say as well. I, I definitely noticed that. Like surprise, I, I don't know if you feel this, monkeys, but I think there's a huge gap between like ninety two hundred and eighty five. Like I think there's a massive gap because I say that because yeah. eighty five is my resting point where I'm not playing a lot of Dota. I'm not grinding very hard, and I sit there. But like that ninety two hundred was where I felt like I was at my best. And I feel like to be 9,200, you have to play consistently much better than you do to be like 8,500. So then I'm thinking like, if I have to play consistently much better to be 9,200 than 8,500, now we're trying to quantify what it takes to go from 92 to, to 12. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, it's like, it, it, it really is just kind of what Quinn said. I, I mean, I, I've never actually climbed that. I think my highest was like 9.8 or something, but like, you, you just have to... It's literally just about making like the correct move x amount of times in each game, and like like literally one move that works in a pub is like that's pretty much like a quarter of the map just goes into into your control because like if you're good, you're gonna be taking a tower off of like one move that works or you're gonna be getting a Roshan objective or you know something, and you know you you can typically just win off of that i would assume i would assume that's how how it works for you quinn like you know you're just you, you just shit on your lane you make one move kill a hero and you're like take the tower team i'm gonna go do more important stuff <laughs> i mean i played some i played some game against mason sniper last night and i was on stream and i'm just like 
Yeah, I mean, we can. We're just gonna like farm for a few more minutes, and then we're gonna take one fight, and we're gonna win the fight, and the yeah. game's over. Yeah, and, exactly. And then, like, exactly. In a few like, minutes, we, we kill the sniper in a roach <laughs> fight, and like, okay, okay, well, the game's over now. <laughs> no, I, I, I especially think that way against like certain uh, carry players because I, I know that like if they die once in like the mid game, they're just gonna have a mental fucking breakdown and just go, "Ree, where are you, team? Why am I dead right now?" And then they're just gonna like break their items or something. You're like, "All right, we got the victory. Good job." <laughs> Name names, man. I'm not naming names. I'm not a drama starter. I don't know. I feel like you can literally look at 90% of carry players on the server and go like, yep, they're mentally unstable. Yeah. <laughs> man, those carry players, such pieces of garbage, actually. Especially the NA ones. <laughs> like, oh, honestly, you, like the... You, you sometimes fall on that list too, BSJ. Uh, the don't lower the rank, the worse, man. The lower the rank, the worse. If they're like rank 110 or worse, it's like, it just... It's it's unsalvageable at that point. Uh, but yeah, I you know, all, all seriousness, I totally know how I fit into that bill. Like when I when I am really tilted, like if I'm frustrated, the way it manifests itself is that one of my teammates does something to ruin my lane or to ruin my like to lose a fight or something. And instead of like, okay, I'm gonna give up the five CS that he's costing me in lane. I'm literally like, I'm gonna go fucking die with this guy. Like, screw this guy. Like, that's that's like what goes through my mind. I'm gonna like my supports just randomly feeding in their jungle. I'm gonna go save him, and then you know I just join him and feed as well. And instead of just a five position dying, it's also the carry, which is like game losing. Uh, yeah. So as a carry player, I can speak for the fact that uh, there's a lot of that type of tilt that goes on, and it does heavily weigh on your MMR. It also heavily weighs on your skill in Dota to be able to just like. You have to always value your life over your teammates, which it's weird, but it's like you're supposed to be selfish, right? You're supposed to, as a carry, you're supposed to always be self-preserve. You're supposed to self-preserve, I guess would be the correct term. But uh, as I, the one thing I loved about offlane is that the reason why I think I got higher MMR playing offlane is because you're allowed to do that like once or twice a game and not just straight up lose. You know, you're allowed to... Make some was crazy... your peak on offlane? Yeah, my peak was actually an offlane. I, I hit 9200 playing Oh, offline. interesting. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd come back to carry with all my newfound knowledge and maybe be able to hit about the same point. Uh, I did hit 9k again playing carry, but I never got to higher than the offlane. Just goes to show that... Uh, interesting. I think the same problem's still there. I actually think I'm a better carry player overall. I just have... like The way that I mess up is way more punishing on carry than it is on on offlane. I mean, I, I legit do, like, one or two garbage plays a game. Like, when I say garbage, I'm talking, like, 20% of them cost you the game. Like, I pretty much lose 20% of my games on, like, one play. And I know it right after I do it. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I did it again, guys. And I even know it's coming, you know. You learn to recognize it. Mike, so the one thing... Go ahead, monkeys. Are you going to say something? I, I, I was just going to say, I, I, know, I know you and uh, Rioya don't, don't get along too much nowadays, but Rioya calls them the BSJ moments. He's, he always goes, there's one of them every game. <laughs> but BSJ, he's just going to find himself somewhere he doesn't want to be, and he's going to go, what the fuck? And then he's going to die. Dude, straight up, the games, I don't do them. I win like 90%. <laughs> I I know, I, 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 but the thing is, I only do it like twenty percent of the time that I don't do it. It's like it's. I'm saying like these plays are so game losing. It's just like a lack of self awareness. It's like uh, maybe I have ADHD. I don't do. I don't fucking know, man. 
But like, like no, you said, it, I suddenly no, no, find but, myself. But the reason is it's Dota. It's stressful. Like it takes so much to like always be on in Dota. Like I, I mean, I've run into this issue with a lot of Dota players, like on on uh, teams and whatnot. And I feel like a lot of Dota players, like they want to just turn off their brains at a certain point in the game and just go like, yeah, let's just win the game with their brains off. But like, that's not how it works. <laughs> If you you're against the Quint, you're against the Quins of the world, where they're like, yeah. "I know if I win one fight, I'm gonna win the game." Yeah, you're playing against Quinn, and he's like literally micro analyzing every fucking movement you make, and like as as a uh, as Quinn loses vision of you, he like sees you move slightly to the right, and he's like, "All right, he's gonna be right here, kill him." <laughs> How? Um... But, but like... Go ahead, go ahead, Moise. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I was just gonna say like. That's that, that's just Dota. Like Dota is a game of mistakes. You capitalize on your opponents being morons. That's like D Dota really is not so much about you being good. It's about it's about your opponents being bad. <laughs> like, but it's really hard to not be bad. Yes, like, it is. Any it bracket, is. right? My question for Quinn is like, um, and what, like, how do you keep your brain on all the time without like losing your brain? You know? Do you, do you know what I mean? I, I don't. I mean, I, I think in, in pubs, I don't think you, I don't think, I think it's really hard to, I think, like, I realistically, like in most of these games, like, especially like on a 10k account or something, I should have zero deaths, like pretty much every game. Um, I think most of the time my deaths are because I'm not fully aware of my surroundings or whatever. I like tunnel vision on something for a second, then I have some death that probably shouldn't happen. Maybe it's not some utterly game losing death, but the death realistically shouldn't happen. And if you're like playing like ideal Dota or close to ideal, like, you like you should just be more aware of these things right like i think it's a skill to build like building this uh like constant yeah, awareness really but i mean like the higher you raise your baseline and stuff right like your brain can be off and you play and win more games right like really 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 good players can win a lot of games with their brain off whereas like a bad player needs to like be hyper focused and maybe still lose the game right um so i mean like as you get better you raise your baseline right which is nice you raise your ceiling too but you're raising your baseline just allows you to like be lazier which is you know kind of a bad thing but I, I mean, I I think it's necessary with how like high intensity Dota is as as a game. Like I I, I mean, it's it's as he said. Like if your brain never turns off while you're playing, like you're gonna you're, you're gonna be so exhausted after like four games of Dota because of the amount of things that you that you have to think about like nonstop, like over and over and over. Because Dota Dota it's literally just like a cycle basically that you're going like you're like going through a checklist in your head like every every ten seconds or so. Like all right, am I gonna die? Am I gonna die? Am I gonna die? Am I gonna die? <laughs> Our podcast today is sponsored by Axie Infinity, most notably by OKEX, which is your one-stop cryptocurrency platform. That's powering the play-to-earn games like Axie itself. Play-to-earn games allow you to earn NFTs in-game and then exchange, and, uh, exchange them for real-life currency or crypto. And the most popular play-to-earn game is actually Axie Infinity. And you can play Axie Infinity with units that you can sell for NFTs and trade them on the market. And that's all powered by OKEX. So we are partnered with them. Uh, and then we're gonna, I'm going to send a link in chat that you can go to. You can also find in the description of the YouTube video. Uh, to begin earning crypto yourself today, and uh, you know, never too late to get into it. Um, or definitely an interesting topic. So <laughs> that really is the question. Like the the thing that I've realized now that I've I've talked to Quake for a lot with those like Quakefa sessions, and he thinks a lot like a carry despite being like a mid laner. And what I realized from him is it seems really obvious in hindsight, but like every single time you finish a jungle camp, you technically have like a choice to like return to the lane near you or like go to the next jungle camp. 
And I've realized there's like a bajillion forks in the road that you're going on when you're farming and stuff. And pretty much when you mess up one of them, you're either going to die or you're going to like be stuck in your base or you're going to be like, you're not going to have the proper information on the map because you didn't push a wave properly or something like that. And I feel like the it's not that hard to get it right if you're if you like you have good map awareness and stuff but if you tune out for like five seconds mentally that's how long it is like from one camp to another from wave to a camp like you're gonna make a wrong choice and then by the time you realize it's the wrong choice it's like already 10 seconds too late and uh that's what i find the most difficult and when i watch somebody like you quinn i, I just ask like I watch every single move you make makes sense to me. I literally feel like I'm watching like a like an answer key, you know, to to an exam. And is that something where you think the the baseline has already got you where you don't really think about that much anymore? Like can you kind of turn your brain off and make those type of farm pattern decisions correctly or do you have to be actively engaged like at your peak to get that stuff right? No, I mean, I don't really think about the creeps I'm hitting very much. I think about other stuff. I, I don't really think about creeps. I think uh, that stuff is just all sort of in the background. Like, I mean, wow. like, maybe, like, a little bit of it isn't, but I think almost all that stuff is in the background. Wow. Yeah, you, I, um, I, think, I, I, I think when you get to, uh, when when you get to Quinn's level, have you either of you ever seen the, uh, what's it called, Four Stages of Competence? I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Owie used to fucking send it to like everybody. He's like, he's like, you have to, re you have to reach stage four, guys. You gotta do it. I heckin' but, love Owie, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I feel like when when you get to Quinn's level, like you, you basically have to be at stage four for like a lot of like the more mundane, simple things in Dota, like farming patterns and whatnot. Because like you just you can't actively think about that stuff when like you're trying to you know think three steps ahead of like you know the the good teams because i'm sure i'm sure quinn you're you're at the point where like you know you're prepping for the big boys on land and you know you you want to like think three steps ahead of team secret or some shit you don't you don't give a shit about these fuzz you're just you're just thinking about how to like most efficiently you know choke out the enemy team at like all times or like or, or like what what move they're gonna make to get out of the base to like actually exist as a team you know at least that that's what I would assume. <laughs> is his five. assumption correct here, Quinn, or is he just like <laughs> blowing smoke out his ass? No, I mean that's that's like the cool part of or like one of the cool things about Dota, right? As you get better and stuff, like the more things you just intuitively understand and then you can like focus on the important things or like the things that like actually matter, the things that you can like you can call to help your team play better, to make the game go more smoothly, to give people a like an accurate picture of what will happen or what should happen, etc. Or not necessarily what will or should happen, but like what do you want to happen or what you're doing, what you're thinking about, you know, like what's important. I think like the better you get, the more you're able to think about like the actual yeah. important things uh, instead of like creeps or which direction you pull the camp which is like it matters but it's also like uh something that should be baked in yeah the biggest yeah, yeah. thing that I, i've noticed is that um you know you hear a lot of players on teams or like critiques of professional players that don't like talk enough or their communication is not that great and i feel like what i've noticed is when it comes to my communication to my teammates it all has to do with how much i know about the hero i'm playing like if i'm playing slark pl lifestealer like my four or five most played heroes i can usually tell you guys like exactly what i would want my team to do exactly how to play the map all that kind of stuff but then you put me on a hero yeah i've played them like 100 times 150 times i'd say i'm like i have the pretty decent understanding but i'm still focusing 
you know, on the hero. And I feel like unless everything you do is in that fourth stage of competence, you can't communicate like that, like at least effectively or like at the level that would need to be done at, at professional. So I feel like that to me alone explains why so many teams have limited drafting, right? Like, yeah, the offlaner could probably play eight to ten heroes decently, but these three are the ones that he could take over the entire game, and, uh, and not just a way of mechanically, but also communication. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. You know, I thought there was some epic <laughs> wrap up of that, but you know, Quinn, uh, just talk to me, man. You know, tell me something. Tell talk me something to me. interesting. Talk to me. I need to look at my next step step of the outline. As uh, I don't know if you know Quinn, but I do have an outline for every single podcast. And holy base, Monkey's always double checks it uh, just to make sure he's approves of he's, all the subject. He's being he, he puts so much time into this podcast, Quinn. He comes super prepared. You know, I, I spend way more time this week than I did the previous weeks. I literally reached out to Quinn and said, "Hey, man, you want to be on the podcast?" That's and, true. And he 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 responded. It works, he responded, and then I said, great, man. I'll let you know when it is. And that is, like, that's a huge step in the right direction for me. <laughs> Solid but communication. Then, yeah, I'm working on my communication skills. But, you know, um, the thing about this... Oh, go ahead, Monkeys. Did you have something interesting? I, 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 I was just going to say to, like, kind of go off of the, the whole pub conversation we were having I, I, sorry I, I was like formulating the thought but then i wasn't sure if i had it and then i i assumed you had somewhere to go bsj i, I do stop anywhere. wasting my time monkeys i have something to say i know what i wanted to say but, earlier but but when it when it does uh come to the 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 whole like pubs and you know being unconsciously competent and whatnot um i i, I think a lot of a lot of what players should focus on in pubs is a lot more of those micro, those micro actions of, you know, like pulling the camp in the correct way or like do, doing those small things properly. So when you do eventually compete or, you know, are, are uh, you know, trying, trying to play on a team or whatever, you're, you're, those are the things that you don't have to think about. Right. And you can focus more on like the team aspect of the game and like what, what map movements have to happen, like as a group, rather than focus on like, you know, the micro shit of like, Oh, if I casted my abilities in the correct order, that would have gone better. Or like, oh, if I, you know, walked slightly to the right when he casted that ability, it would have been good. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like dewarding the pull camp as well, monkeys. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm, BSJ, you can't. No, I'm not. Sorry, inside not joke even... a little bit there. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing that I definitely wanted to get to earlier about this is we talk about all this stuff that we have to think about and we struggle with sometimes because we're measly. He's like 9K, I'm 8K, we're trash. Is that I don't get very much time to talk about what it takes to be like a mid laner. You know, there's so many people in my channel that come in and ask like, what does it take to be a mid laner? And I say, I don't fucking know. I, you know, what, what do I have for credentials in the mid lane? And one of my biggest questions that I, that I think I would have to ask is, I've heard, but I have not heard from you personally. Do you do like a lot of 1v1s, Quinn? Like, do you play outside of pubs? Do you do, like, any drills or practice like that um, that you think is, like, completely core to being, like, a top-tier mid laner? Um, I don't do as many 1v1s as I do just CS practicing. I think uh, clicking well and understanding at a very core level, like, what, the, what creep th threshold you can kill the creep at is really big. Uh, I think just last hitting, just, just doing last hits with no hero, nobody else in the game and just, like... 
like really baking in the when you can kill the creep. Uh, I think that type of stuff is really valuable. One v ones are nice and all, but I think more of that is understanding matchup things and like some like ways to start the wave and stuff like this. Like sometimes I don't know it's weird. Sometimes you just feel weird about the way to, st- or at least I do. I feel weird about the way the wave should start or like when I should click some units. I don't know. Like there's just like a feel thing to it. Like. I know there's some mid players like uh, Artur and Sumail specifically, who I've talked to, who are so good at laning or understand laning at such a high level that they can talk about like minute specifics of the lane. They can, they can play a lane one time and say, "Yeah, this thing went wrong. I'll change this next lane and I will win the lane." But like, it's like a really minute thing. Like, I missed the CS because of this reason, or like they like feel like their clicks are off or something like that. You know, I think a lot of laners, besides like the absolute elite laners. Um, it's much more of like a feel thing. Like you felt like you're off or your clicks are right or like you just do the right thing naturally and sometimes it's just off and sometimes it's on. I think a lot of that is just like doing like proper um, proper practice and stuff. Have you ever done 1v1s where you just like play the first creep wave over and over again? I've actually thought about this. Is that something you've ever done? Um, I mean, sometimes... I mean, one weird thing about 1v1s is they devolve really fast depending on who you're playing against. Like, they go from, like, you're playing the, like, a five-minute lane seriously to, like, both people start becoming degenerates and just right-clicking the other person like crazy people. Um, like, I've had plenty of 1v1s with our tour where we're 1v1ing, and at some point, the first wave is literally just us clicking each other for the entire first wave, and then one of us dies, and we end up leaving the lobby. <laughs> So sometimes are you the person that instigates this that. shit? Are you the guy that instigates this shit, or do you? No, bait, it's our tour, you... dude. He just hits you. <laughs> and is that after he beats you, or after he loses to you, or is it just inevitable? I mean, I think he just—he's just trying to like figure stuff out. He's trying to like push limits. You know, sometimes he just hits you four hundred thousand times, and the lane just becomes a giant cloud fiesta. He, he, he's just trying to learn what hero what hero wins every one 1v1 engagement so he just know like he sees a matchup he's like all right i can right click him until we both die or he runs into tower that does sound like our tour i feel like in laning i've noticed that like when i play against the best mid laners the biggest difference in knowledge is like the first one or two creep waves like uh oh, for sure. I f- I feel completely out of place in comparison to people who've played the matchup like way more times than I have. Where like I literally realized five seconds into the lane after the creeps have met that that guy's done something that I should have been prepared for, and I'm like fucked at that point. Uh, so like that that's funny thing about it is I was wondering about the one v one specifically because I guess once you know that stuff you kind of know right. If you add a hero to your pool, you have like your embers and void spirits. Um do you ever have to like rehash this stuff based on new patches or do you feel like once it's there, it's, it's kind of there. I think patches don't really change it that much. You play different lanes in different ways, but I feel like there's only like, there's a few different ways you play. And that's like, like there's different ways to play the lanes. Right. But I don't necessarily, like it's not tied to heroes in my head necessarily. Like there's ways to play it. And to me, it's about like relative strength, right? Right. Like the way you play a lane on voice spirit differs from matchup to matchup in like how you stand and how you click and how you pull aggro and stuff. Um, And in a deficient lane, maybe you do it one way and in a lane where you're powerful, you do it in a different way. Right. So to me, it's more of just like the relative power between the heroes than it is, um, like a hero specifically, so I wouldn't say it's like t- like patches don't really change necessarily because the, sure the patches change like the power dynamic between like individual matchups and stuff, but 
that's something that like you like you assess really quickly right and then it just becomes like you just understand it at a core level once again and you just like do the clicks and stuff properly because you like the power level is different like it's different such that you play this way or whatever right it's not like a when your void spirit do this type of thing so it's like an arbitrary somewhere on a scale like one to ten just throwing out random numbers where you feel like your strength level is the x amount and you will play a lane on any given hero a certain kind of like you're abusing certain mechanics right is what you're basically yeah you're saying. you're playing a certain way you're being a certain degree of like manly you're like you're being a certain amount of manly or like hitting them a certain amount depending on like how strong you feel right it like changes the way you click and stuff wow or like yeah, how you're well, thinking well, well, well like for for example in the off lane i feel like there there's like three main styles that you're that you're gonna aim to play the lane like right you're you're either going into the lane with the intention of shoving the wave in so you can pull like pull back and get an, get an advantage that way or you're like denying the wave back and you're you know just trying to play for lane equilibrium in front of your tower which you know ultimately is pretty much always like on any any lane but uh, eventually but um or you're just trying to like play for kills and like go for kills in lane and and i feel like i feel like mid must be like kind of similar right like you either go into the lane with like a kill mentality like i'm gonna hit level three on bat rider or something and like fuck this guy up if he lets me get three or four napalm sacks on him or something or i mean you know i'm just throwing bat rider out there because i'm a fucking bat rider it's the one that hero he knows how to play <laughs> but monkey's or, bat or, is monstrous <laughs> or or you just go for more of like the oh i'm just gonna like use all my resources shove in creep waves like get water runes farm my small camp you know just play a more chill game until like you hit your level six timing or you know level seven whatever it is that you're aiming for and then you're like you get your six minute power rune run around go i'm quinn callahan Woo! <laughs> my favorite yeah, is I mean, when there, quinn there callahan goes definitely... missing and there was a dd rune sorry for interrupting you that's my that's my favorite though <laughs> I'm like, oh, Quinn's got a DD. I guess I can either sit under tower for a minute and a half, or I'm, I'm probably dead. So I guess I'll <laughs> farm the lane and die. That, that's my choices. But go ahead, Quinn. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but no, 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 all good. Um, I mean, yeah, there's definitely some like uh some archetypes that things like fit into or whatever. I mean, mid is a bit different from other lanes, and that in mid because of the current patches, you sort of have like infinite regen. So like you can't like it's like a lot of it is. The lane is the, sort of what BHA said about um, really good players will win the lane in like the first wave or two. Like I think mid is a lot more about like individual like how this wave went or how these few creep waves went or how the HP levels ended up like this. Like mm -hmm. minutia like building up on top of each other like over and over and over again, and that sort of like determines the path of the lane rather than like some like larger notion. Like maybe the larger notion has like some impact and maybe it, it like changes the way you play in a sense. But like I do I don't think like when you're really good, you you can actively think about that. I think you need to actively think about, or like just look at like the minutia because mm -hmm. like if you're laying against an Artor or Sumail, like you will lose the lane in 30 seconds. It's yeah. not like you lost the lane over the course of five minutes. The lane is over after the first wave. Yeah, it just gets progressively worse over the next four and a half minutes. Is like what you're saying, right? Like yeah, like it, like the lane is past the point of no return at X point, and then you're just like you're just trying to survive, and maybe they they toss the momentum back the other way. You know, like you're just at that point, you can't win the lane anymore. You're just like this is the reality. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Dota Dota is so Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Dota is like I mean, I played last I played the other day and dude, it was so depressing because I was Spearbreaker offlane and I walked up to hit the range creep to set it up to hit it a later cuz the Sven was going for my range creep 
and I bashed it. Okay, I bashed the range creep, and the Sven just turns around and denies it. And I, I in my head, I knew. I'm like, I just lost the lane. Like, the first rate, because it was 1v1. The two supports were, like, messing with each other at the rune. And I was like, I actually just lost the lane. And, like, I knew it in my head. And part of me is thinking, like, oh, BSJ, don't be that morbid. Like, it can't be that bad. But then, like, I feel like I played the rest of the lane pretty well. And he's just level six when I'm like level four and a half, level like almost level five. And it was just because every little trade, he got level two before I did. He got level three before I did. Like every little thing goes in his favor. And it's like, if I was level three when he was level two or vice versa, it's like it, everything just snowballs so quickly. So I, it's really funny when you say like, as a mid laner, you have to recognize that. Um, would you say like, what, what would you say is like the average point in the lane? Like, just hypothetically, like, 30 seconds in, a minute in, two minutes in, would you say that, like, the lane is decided? Is it almost always the first creep wave or two? I think lanes are generally either pretty drawish for the entire lane, and no one's really winning, and it's not really won at any point ever, really. Like, it's just, a, like, it's just really drawish until somebody, like, dies at a rune or... Somebody like like it can it can be over at like random points like somebody misses up their resources and the support steals the water and they have to walk the base and then okay they add the lanes kind of a clown fest now but like um, I'd say lanes are either quite drawish because of water runes or if they're not drawish they're over really quickly like there was some Kunkka Ember lane at TI it was uh, nothing to say versus um, GPK and the like the lane got became over like really quickly like the cs doesn't look that bad but just because of like the hp levels and stuff like i think lanes are over like really fast or it's just a draw most of the time interesting so you think it's like this inertia thing where it's like either both get off to a decent start or one guy gets that slight edge super early and then it just it's just snowballs yeah, if you don't if you don't uh, abuse the edge early, like there's so much regen in mid that like if you don't do really well early, then like you sort of just lose the opportunity, and it just becomes like a bit th like you can you can try and push it. You know, I mean, to like like a chess analogy, like you know, there's some line, and maybe this there's this one like move you can make that plays this sort of like risky line, and you don't know the theory of it that deep, you know, and then maybe like you just you, this is like losing, and you're not sure, you know. So like it just eventually people just go and farm their small camp because it's just safe, you know. <laughs> That's my strategy. I'll just I'll just play for the win on white. It's fine. <laughs> Did you just make a fucking chess reference, my man? He even said that he was making a chess oh. reference in the middle of. The <laughs> I was busy listening to the mid reference. You know, I missed that one little small point, and then I heard the chess reference. So hey, hey, you know what? It proves I was listening. Okay, it's one of those things where when I hear people like Quinn talk, I'm like trying to be a sponge. I'm like trying to like soak it in. Soak it in. And then I feel like I just missed the really simple things. Like uh, him saying something really fucking obvious. And then, you know. But, uh. Don't, don't, don't worry, Quinn. I listen to everything you say. I'm the Magnus real is a beast. <laughs> Magnus is a beast. Dude, that. Is, yeah. My favorite thing was in the championship how people were flaming that one guy's mess up. You know, whatever. Like, I Napo? remember just being. Yeah, whatever, whatever happened, he made like such a terrible mistake that like somebody of his caliber should never make it. And it made me feel like Dota's universal, man. Because, like, in Dota, you put, like, a Tier 2 player who's, like, 10k MMR against a Tier 1 player who's, like, 12k MMR in a pro match. And the Tier 2 player looks like garbage, like, half the time. Uh, you know, it's like, but he's still an amazing player. And I just think that that's funny that in chess, even, you know, one of the best players in the world, if, you know, if not just the second best player in the world, 
can make a completely noob mistake because he's playing against somebody of, of Magnus's caliber. So um I, I I just think that it's like beautiful but brutal at the same time. You're never immune to looking like a dumbass. I mean I mean I I mean competition is global, man. Literally no matter the game, no matter the sport, no like whatever it is, like I don't know. That that no matter what what skill level you are in whatever game eventually like you're gonna make some some random like small mistakes like it's just inevitable right like everyone's goal like no matter what the game is to like become as perfect as possible but like you can't actually be perfect in like any of this shit like there's too many variables like random shit's gonna happen like a fucking a fucking plane's plane's gonna crash into your roof and like your best game ever and you're just gonna be like ah damn it I coulda coulda have the perfect game but that at least you're Donnie Darko then (laughs) (laughs) you know monkeys I feel like you come up with the most absurd examples and uh, oh I do compared to Quinn just you know using chess I feel like I'm much more relatable you know we're trying to be relatable Quinn is Quinn is elegant here all right I'm chaos I'm the wild card I just I just speak about random shit. You don't know where I'm going. That's true. I, I have absolutely no idea what you're trying to say there. My, I, I know for a fact that you you said you know you said Quinn is elegant. If I didn't know <laughs> Quinn, I, I'd have to ask. I'd, I'd demand to, an explanation. Where do your insults come from? You know, like when you when you insult people in 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 pubs, I could I could say your methodology of classifying people or like giving them a description is is a work of art you know uh, i don't know if anybody in chat here i don't know how many of you guys have like seen his man i love Quinn Plain. dude your your flames Wait, are Plain actually are so my, fucking funny they're my, my my favorite part of dota <laughs> they're so fucking funny and my question is is you know like is that something you kind of grew up you were always kind of like that or did you like why oh, Quinn, how? Quinn never used to be like that Quinn, Quinn used to end no, game I'm, saying GG, God bless, and the seat. Good luck next. Everyone game remembers that. God bless your day or whatever it was. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, did you always have a way with words, or is that something you had to hone, or like, what's the origin story or somewhat of this? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I necessarily always had a way with words. I mean, I think, I think unusual words are cool. Like it's. Like flaming is so like flaming is obviously just bad, just blanket. But like, if you're going to flame, I feel like it shouldn't be like if it's comedic, it's not as bad. Like even the person being flamed can sort of like laugh along. Like it's more of like a I don't know. It it it's less like harsh and it's like much more comedic. There's almost some there's somebody streaming in almost every game. So I feel like it's just more fun if it's funny, you know. And so if you use unusual words or if it's like an unusual analogy. You call somebody a doorpost or like whatever, you know. It's just like, it's just funny because it's different, you know. I think that's kind of cool. Like if you're going to be, you know, if you're really mad and you're going to be a jerk, then at least be a funny jerk, you know. <laughs> I need to take some notes because I got the first two parts of that down, but not, not the last part. I got the mad jerk I, part, but. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie, Quinn. You've gotten me through some losses with with your your creative creative flames. <laughs> Oh, it's whenever I see the Reddit punch. threads, man. Whenever I see the Reddit thread of like Quinn flames his mid laner, or whatever, dude. I think I, I immediately click that shit. Like no there, hesitation. There, there, there are a lot of. I'm not gonna say a lot, but probably like five clips on my channel over the past 
past few months of Quinn just like going off on someone and me just laughing like a fucking maniac. <laughs> and Monkeys is also just the best audience for that stuff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I try. Monkeys is just way too good of an audience. <laughs> Sometimes you have a, you know, like you have some quick fire monkeys in the game and you hear them laughing and it just makes it so much funnier. Like more stuff comes to you, you know, because you have this like this positive reinforcement in your head. Oh, I'm funny. Ha ha. Monkey I'm brain light up. I'm Me funny. <laughs> Sounds like monkeys is an inspiration of sorts. He's an enabler. Enabler. I am. I am. Yeah. I can see that. I feel like in any game that's like you know how there's the people that when you tilt they tilt too, so it becomes like the snowball fest of tilt. I feel like when monkeys is in his like derpy mood, his like eccentric mood, it's like contagious, you know. Like give give one maniacal monkeys laugh in a pub game, and suddenly everyone on the team just starts saying stupid shit, you know. And, and monkeys is one of my favorite players to play pubs with. I don't think anyone <laughs> brings contagious positive energy like monkeys does. Exactly. Now, the game may become a clown confidence because nobody's oh, it, focused. It, it absolutely, but... because I was gonna say it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, no, nobody's like, focused, but they're having a good time, <laughs> like having fun. And I'm like, I like make a call, and everyone just does their own shit. And I'm like, no, <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> Listen to what I'm actually saying. Don't just laugh at it. It's very unique. It's very unique. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's actually so funny you mentioned that because sometimes uh, like we've been getting more and more europeans on na servers and whenever i get a european on my team i like i'm i'm usually just like especially if there's like a a like d1 player let's say on my team like i'm usually more talkative with like other d1 players and if there's a european on my team they always go wait what's happening here are NA players actually having fun while playing Dota? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, welcome warmth. to NA, baby! <laughs> You're feeling the warmth, man. That's what It's not feeling. a frigid tundra over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Monkeys is the furnace that we've all huddled around. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need a few more furnaces. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's some other furnaces that are burning up chaff, not so much spreading warmth. Yeah, I may be a culprit of that, but <laughs> you know, people, 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 you you have a different public eye than most players, I think, view you, Quinn, and I, I, I very much enjoy having you in my games because, you know, at the end of the day, the only time I hate having you in my game is when you're on the other team and the game's over at like 15 minutes because I can't play Dota. So, in terms of the like positive aspects of you on my team, I feel like you're the kind of guy that will communicate your thoughts, and it's a chill game. I feel like the vibes are just chill. You know, with monkeys, I feel like like there's just endless chaos. With you, I feel like I have infinitely right. more knowledge of what's currently happening in the game. And I think that's, that's a unique thing. I'm like, you know, you, you tell me what I need to hear. And that says a lot about you, buddy. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you can tell when he's dealt with some shit when you're like in a really rough game and he'll just say like yeah guy like you gave your example earlier yeah we just need to wait for roche or we just need to hey guys i need this item and then we go kill them it's like that kind of stuff like you just go from like panic mode to go okay focused focused on i i need to wait for quinn's items if i die three more times it's whatever as long as quinn gets gets his bkb we're good 
Yeah, there's there's value to that. Uh, I mean, TrueSight and stuff. I'm sure have shown. I mean, like, I mean, that's that was a thing that was documented way before Dota. But I mean, like being on the being brought back to some center place and people being like focused and not feeling like pressured, some semblance of camaraderie, stuff like that. It's obviously very, very valuable, even for pubs. Like, uh, I mean, that's why I think that's part of the reason why monkeys often gets like really high on war is I think he's, his games, like, even though they may have some like chaos and stuff, like him and like Francis too, actually like the game, maybe like a travesty or some dudes griefing and stuff, but like they will, they'll talk people off the cliff, you know? And then the dude's off the cliff, and then you can, like, actually play the game, you know? Like, I think there are a few players in NA that are just really good at people getting people off the cliff. And that, like, uh, you win a lot of games like that. That's a grim analogy, even though it's, like, a positive comment or compliment. That's like, fuck, man, the guy's that far gone. I, I feel like, for me, I, I, I can't pull them back. Anything I say, just might as well kick them off the edge, honestly. It's literally just a lot of begging and repeating the same, like, you know... <laughs> Nine, you used to nine. cover the cliff with butter. <laughs> I really did. I tied their shoelaces together and just said, hey, man, turn around. And then by the time they realized they've turned around, they've already tripped the over road. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was way too accurate, my friend. That was way too accurate. Uh, but, you know, we have come to about the hour mark. Uh, I try to keep it around there uh to make sure that uh we're not keeping you around too long but uh you know quinn there's been some good insights so we kind of need like that last insight and i would say that one thing i always want to know about the top tier players is what makes you like why is dota your game you know how did when did you know like dota was your thing what 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 keeps you coming back despite so many people saying, like, you lose your mind. Not you specifically, but just in general playing Dota. I do. D Monkeys does lose his mind, yes. <laughs> I, I, do, I do lose my mind. I lose my mind, too. Trust me. <laughs> I, will, I will definitely die young. That's for sure. That's the price I've paid to be good at this game. That's a good sacrifice. That's worth it. I have no doubt I'll die young. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, um, I don't know, it's just a cool game. Like, I, play, I played a lot of games growing up, right? played like fbs for most of my like when i was young most of the time and then eventually i found dota i played like dota and tf2 at the same time i thought about trying to go professional at tf2 <laughs> um i made the right choice there yeah, um, yeah, I dodged a bullet there yeah um i don't know i mean i just i think doing things you're good at is fun and i've always been like pretty good at dota i was good at games in general but i was just better at dota than other games and i don't know i really didn't want to go to school that sounded trash um so i was like hey i'll try this thing because i never get to try it again so um i think it's just like a unique experience to get to be able to compete at the, the highest level of something i think that's not something that you really get many opportunities to do um and so i figure you know there's like ups and downs to dota and it's like kind of volatile and you like want to jump off the buttered cliff sometimes um but like uh, it's a unique experience you know i think you learn a lot from it i know i've grown like a lot and understand like a lot more about like interpersonal dynamics and like uh learning and all that type of stuff which i think you learn a lot about from dota especially playing on like team environments and stuff um and it's just cool you know it's just a really cool game i think there's like so much to it like even as much as i've played and as much as i know about the game like there's still so much i could improve on um i mean you look at my tournament results right and that's all the freaking indicator you need of my own inadequacy so i think it's just a really cool game you can always be getting better at I like that, man. For sure. Yeah, I think we all have something in common, anyone who spends a lot of their life playing Dota, and there's very few people that understand. 
but I very much understand what you're saying, except for the competitive experience part. I, I don't have any of that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no. So that that's gonna wrap up our uh, wrap up our uh, podcast for today. Quinn, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. It was fun talking to you. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for carrying me through my pubs. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye bye. Oh, I got a kitty below me. Bye. Kitty.